happy fabulous Wednesday to all on the gram. Um, unfortunately, um, I guess my computer is having technical difficulties as it's doing its updates. I was hoping to go live on Facebook and um, Instagram, but I guess they will have to catch replay on the gram. So, if you're not aware who I am, my name is Ashley King, a.k.a. The Get It Done Queen. I help people of faith tell their story by writing a book and maximize their reach through speaking and events. So, all this week, if you are not aware, I am doing how to create events um, based off of your book. So, if you are already a published author and you're looking to get more recognition, more followers, more readers, um, definitely a way to do that um, are events. And so um, I'm coming live every day, Tuesday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to give you the tea. So I hope you got your cups ready because I am spilling the tea all week long. So yesterday we talked about um, the actual events you can create. Um, so like webinars, conference calls, virtual book tours, um, live conferences, and like if you are doing smaller versions, um, synopsis, book readings, table readings, um, lectures, and just how you can make those stand out. You know, definitely when you have these events, you want to make them engaging. You want attendees to leave like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I attended. And it's just not like, okay, we're here to listen to her read this book like that was a waste of my time so definitely um we talked about those particular events and the i guess the ways or the uses for them so tonight we're gonna talk about that moolah baby how to monetize your events um you know mainly i'm pretty sure about 99 percent of people when they have events they definitely want to make money and um, there are various reasons why you may want to host events perhaps you know gain followers your branding um different reasons but tonight we're going to talk about how to monetize your um events and if you were on instagram you saw my last post um, which how much I made or the ticket sales from um, the Polish Your Crown Conference. And so just, I'm sorry, if you don't know how this whole um, how to create an event based off of your book um, series came about, um, just Saturday, so about three, four days ago, I had my second annual Polish Your Crown Women's Conference. It was definitely a phenomenal event. Um, last year, I had about 20 women. This year, I had 50. Um, I was just overwhelmed by the love, by the amount of women that believed in the vision that God gave me. Um, Polish Your Crown was based from a really lonely moment in my life. I um, compared myself to other women. I was depressed. Um, I just felt like not a good enough wife or um, business owner. And so I had my little come to Jesus moment. And he was like, you don't know the battle behind the crown. Meaning you don't know what other women are going through. You may look like you got yourself or these other women have their self put together but they have their issues just like you so he was like polish your crown and so that is where um the conference came from and like i said i do have a journal based from um journal for the conference and so that's how this whole series how to create events off of um your book so we're gonna go ahead and get into tonight's topic but before we talk about the moolah of it, the making of the money, we definitely want to cover like the budgeting part of it, knowing your expenses, okay? 
And so when you're um, looking um, to do an event, you definitely want to have in mind how many people you are expecting to attend or how many people you want to attend. Because the very first thing that you want to have, especially if you're having a live event, is the actual venue to host um, the event at. Oh, my computer's still doing updates. So um, definitely look into the cost of the venue. Um, definitely, if you have two venues that um, you like and they're at the same price, you want to look at how many um, people does the venue hold. Is there free parking? Because one of the things that deter um, attendees from an event is if I have to pay parking. Like I've been to an event where it's free. Or there's a minimal fee, but the parking was perhaps more than the actual ticket. And in downtown Atlanta, honey, it kind of sucks. And if it's bad weather, that may just deter somebody overall, definitely, from just attending. If there um, is parking and it's not, like, on the venue, maybe um, your venue is at a loft and, you know, downtown where parking isn't ample, you definitely want to look at surrounding parking lots, like how far people have to walk. You need to take all of that in consideration when choosing your vendor. Um, some vendors allow outside food in while others do not. So definitely um, look over the contract or the agreement that the vendors give um, and weigh your options. Um, so once again, even if you have two venues that are the same, weigh your options because some may add to your expenses while others may not. And just give me a moment. Hopefully we can kind of get Facebook land up on point. Um, so venue, decor, um, definitely sometimes venues are very well decorated and add to the decor of the event so you don't have to worry about it. So also take that in consideration. The venue I had was, I, kinda, I just want to say kind of bare minimum. They had some really nice chandeliers, um, full length windows and over the windows they had um, sheer curtains. Um, so it definitely allowed the light to come in. My colors were purple and gold. And I'm going to be honest, like I went over my budget this year for this event. 100% went over my budget. Um, one of the things in here that I talk about, which is a videographer, I did not plan that. But later on in the um towards the event, I saw use of it because one of the things I talk about is how to help yourself stand out as an author by creating events. So I figured why not have video footage of the actual events that I created. So that was another, that was one of the things that I did that was not included in my budget as well as my, I guess, decor or instead of renting table covers, I actually went out and bought them because I, I do plan on having more events throughout the year. <clears throat> So having to continuously rent them um, per event, I'll just go ahead and have them purchased on hand. And definitely once I, you know, start helping other authors, like I have one coming, um, I guess, down the pipe, that we're actually going to work on her, you know, uh, event. So then I can also rent them out to my authors that I help. So definitely um, those are some of the benefits that I saw in going over my budget because I was investing in my business and in the long run. So definitely when you go over your budget on your expenses, make sure you include everything. Try to include every single thing. 
Another thing to include is printing. Your printing of your programs. Are you doing flyers? Like, how are you going to advertise this event? This is perhaps one of the things that a lot of people overlook. Um, so if you're not going to do, like, physical printing um, what about Facebook advertisement? Like, how do you plan on promoting the event? If that's through influencers, um, more than likely, you're perhaps going to pay them unless you have some kind of bartering system in plan in place. So definitely look at all your uh, expenses. Uh, rental items. Like I said, my uh, table covers, my flowers, um, table runners, not table covers, um, chair covers. I went out and purchased those outright so I can use them for my future events instead of um, renting them. Um, food and drinks. If you are planning to have people for more than about two hours, you definitely want to provide some kind of nourishment, whether it's uh, refreshments, heavier doors, a full meal, whatever it is, you definitely want to be able to provide um, some kind of food, whether they are purchasing it outright or it's included in their ticket. If you decide to have them pay for their food, I suggest you let people know up front. Um, I've been to events, not that I'm a drinker, but people are like, okay, you know, is it a cash bar? Is it a full bar? Like, no one was, you know, certain of what their options were. So, some of this stuff you definitely need to let people know up front um, whether food is included, uh, what type, not necessarily what type of food, but like heavier doors, refreshments, um, a full meal, so people can be prepared. I think my very first event, um, that I had polished your crown, I actually had some vendors and the attendance wasn't how I wanted them to be. So I actually canceled, I refunded all my vendors their money and had the attendees out and I had, uh, I think I had a vendor there that was going to have food, but I totally forgot to um, kind of get food. So I had like refreshments. Um, with drinks really so that was kind of like a flop on my end like I kind of totally bummed that um, besides the food part <laughs> and um, people like have breaks because it was like a long conference um, people had a good experience but that was something that I learned from I totally um, mess up on my end because I was doing it solo but this year I had Miss Amber Owens of Brandfeld Experience um, definitely help me out as the amazing event planner that she is I'm actually going to be interviewing her on Friday um, she will be our special guest on Friday um, to give us the tips and tidbits and behind the scenes of how to plan a successful event honey I guess this computer ain't gonna let me be great Facebook gonna miss out on this um, so go over my list of expenses, venue, decor, printing, rental items, um, food, drinks, photographer, definitely you want to compare the rates of your photographer and how many pictures that they are going to take as well as how many pictures that they are going to edit as well. Um, what are, do they take 50% down? Do they take full price up front? That is some things that you need to know when you are determining your, um, photographer. And I think I, my photographer on Instagram, I believe is vintage underscore photography 2014. 
Um, I've tagged her in um, some of the pictures. She does a phenomenal job. Um, actually used her last year, so I used her again this year. Um, so definitely make sure you understand what's all included when you use a photographer as well as a videographer. Um, then we also talked about promoting. And last on my list is speaker fees. If you are having like a headliner speaker, um, or someone that you think is going to draw out crowds, then more than likely they are going to charge a fee. So you definitely want to take that in consideration as far as the speaker fees and then how many speakers uh, that you are planning on to pay. And make sure that you include that in your budget. In about a few more seconds, hopefully I'll be going live on Facebook. All right. So just give me one more minute. We're going to go over the income aspects of it. And if you have any questions, I don't know if this is going to allow me to see any questions on this particular platform, how I'm doing it. But definitely, if you have any questions, definitely please ask, and I will make sure to answer um, any questions that you have. But when you are, once again, creating an event, definitely know how many people you um, anticipate to have so that you are choosing the right venue. So then, therefore, you could price everything else. All right. So next, we're going to talk about the moolah, the money, the income. Okay. So this is how some of these things that I'm going to um, put out there are things that I've personally done, um, things that I've heard. So not all of them I have done, but these are things that I know that have either worked for myself or have worked for others. Um that have thrown on events. All right, we are. <clears throat> All right, we about almost there. There, Instagram. So thank you so much for your patience. Hey, y'all on Facebook. Um, we was having some technical difficulties, so um, I've been on Instagram. So if you want to catch the replay, please go ahead and go on to Instagram later on. But I saved the good stuff for y'all too. Okay. So we talked about expenses. Um, definitely you need to know your expenses when creating an event. Um, the ones that I spoke about was the venue, decor, printing, um, promotioning, promotions, rental items, speaker fees, food, drinks, photographer, videographer. And now we're talking about the income, baby. All right. So um, first and foremost, once you figure out all your expenses and how much money it's going to take to put on this event, then we need to figure out how we're going to make some money. So whether your budget is a, or your expenses that you're looking at is $1,000, $2,000, $5,000, you need to make sure that the um, income that you're bringing in is not only it's not only going to cover your expenses but well as um, leave you profitable making some money all right so one we have here are our vendors I think everyone is definitely familiar with vendors um, so just be mindful of how much you are charging your vendors they are there to make money I've paid I think $300 for praise in the park and they had, I don't know, 30, 40,000 people 
But I've also been to events where people paid like $85 and only like four people were in the building. Now, I know that it's a risk as a vendor as well as putting on an event because you have in your mind how many people are going to or how many people you want to show up. But definitely, that's why the first year of Polish Your Crown, I actually canceled all my vendors. I refunded all their money because I, myself as a vendor, I felt like that was unfair. Like, I'm a type, I'm a person of integrity. So, if I know that, you know, what I said, how many people aren't going to be there, and I don't necessarily see my vendors making the money that I would like them to be, then I just refunded all their money. No questions asked. I explained to them, hey, Rockstar Nation, thank you for joining in. Um, so, like I said, I, I'm a person of integrity. I just um, refunded their money because um, I didn't foresee them making the money that I wanted my vendors to be. So, just take an account of that. Uh, my vendors were... $65 um, for that definitely with my vendors with the photography I definitely send them their pictures so they have that as far as their content I give them the opportunity if they um, wanted to um, I shout them out like most of my vendors I work with them before so at the actual conference for those that I have personally used their services I shouted them out and I told people hey we're taking a pause make sure you support the vendors okay um, a unique idea that I came across that I didn't do at the conference, but I wanted to was actually called a shopping pass and so, or shopping passport. And so pretty much if y'all know how a passport looks, it's like a little booklet and you would just pretty much write the name of the vendor, like the company name. And then, um, as each attendee go around and kind of interact with the vendor, because a lot of times vendors are upset because people aren't interacting, you know, they don't even have that opportunity because maybe it's only one person that came, they don't have the help. And so people aren't getting up. So give them some kind of initiative, the attendees, some kind of initiative for getting up and interacting with the vendors. Um, you can create a shopping passport. And so, like I said, the vendor, the business name will be up top and the vendors will sign off on each passport. And at the end of the event, or however you want to do it, you can raffle off a prize. And so that definitely helps vendors um, get the interaction they need to be able to pitch and sell their services to attendees. So that's one way you can monetize your events by having vendors. Um, next is actually the program. Um, I don't think I have one. So at my Polish Your Crown Women's Conference, I actually had a program. And within the program, I actually sold ad space. Um, and so this is a great opportunity for business owners or people who um, have the same target audience as you to be able to reach that audience without physically being there. Okay. So you put them in the program. Of course, I offer a fourth page in color. Um, so let them know up front if it's going to be in color, black and white. So that attendees, it's a very, it was a very nice program in color that attendees can take home as, as a keepsake. Um, so definitely, you know, program or ad space. Um, gift bag sponsors, I think that's one that a lot of people are quite familiar with. So if you are a business owner, you're not able to physically attend. Or if you are able to attend, but you want your business cards in everyone's bag, then definitely... Um, you as a gift sponsor or gift bag sponsor, excuse me, you are sending promotional items. Um, some people are fine with just your business cards 
while other people are like, no, we need actual, you know, pens, actual promotional items, just not your business card, actual, you know, gifts or tangible items that people can um, take away and, you know, actually use. So I've seen them as cheap as $5 and I've seen it as high as pretty much $45. And once again, the reason why you would pay up to maybe 45 65 or higher is because you want to get your business, your product, your service in front of the um, clients at that conference. So gift bag sponsorship is another one. Um, speakers. Actually, if you're, I know that before I talked about the expenses of paying speakers, but there's also opportunities for you as the um, event person, event host, author that's putting on the event to actually have speakers pay to be on your platform. Now, of course, if you are doing that, you definitely need to have a following. Like, you know for sure 50, 100, 200 people are going to be at this event for someone to pay to speak at your event. I have personally done it before. And the reason why I chose to do that is because the women that were there, I knew that they could, I could uh, benefit from their services or programs or I wanted to connect with that level of women in the room per se, if that makes sense. So, um, and actually it benefited me. I've actually, from that one event that I paid to speak at, I've um, gained other speaking opportunities that I didn't have to pay for, um, gained connections. And so you have to look at the benefit whenever you are spending your money, okay? Little dog. So definitely look at the benefit as why would it benefit anyone to pay to speak? Also, with your panelists, why would it benefit anyone to pay to be a panelist on your platform on your event and definitely have to give them the event the resource if you start acting up and put you down it's my little baby so um you have to look at um why would anyone want to pay to be a span panelist at your event okay ma'am you're gonna get down you say hello to everybody everybody this this is buttons denise king and i'm gonna put her down oh you look real scary on that plate <laughs> um so once again, pay to be a speaker or panelist, you have to definitely um, look into the benefit. Why would anyone want to speak, um, pay to speak or be a panelist at your event? What are the benefits? What are the takeaways? Um, are you guaranteeing them pictures? Are you um, promoting them for the event? Like how are you promoting them? Um, are you doing interviews prior to the event so they can get attention? Are you allowing them to promote on the event page? So take all of that in consideration if you're going to charge someone to be at your event. Um, sponsors. Definitely sponsors is a big win-win um, if you're able to have that because they are able to perhaps give a substantial amount to your conference. Mm -mm. They're able to give a substantial amount to your conference. Um, so sponsorship is good, but when you do that, you actually need to have a sponsorship packet, which I don't have anymore, that tells the sponsor why they should benefit you, I mean, sorry, why they should sponsor you, the benefits of sponsoring you, um, if you are, if you have a large social media following, like how are you going to promote them, 
Sorry, my dog started messing up stuff. How are you going to promote them as a sponsor? Like, what are the takeaways that they can give? If you have like 40,000 um, followers on Instagram, you know, with high engagement, I'm pretty sure a sponsor, depending on the financial or the uh, type of uh, sponsorship you are looking for, that's definitely going to um, make them more inclined to look at you and consider the sponsorship. So definitely, what are the takeaways? Do they get a VIP table? Do they get tickets to the event? Do they get premier signage and some of the other stuff that you do whether you don't have a sponsor? Um, so just look at all what you can offer the sponsor if they decide to um, contribute financially to your events. Alright, so we talked about sponsors, speakers, vendors, panel, vendors, vendors, panelists, um, advertisement in your program, your gift bag sponsors, and of course, ticket sales. I think that's quite the obvious. Uh, well, depending if you you know want your event to be free, how else can you make money uh, with your vendors? But generally, you know, ticket sales because the attendees are going to believe in the vision. They're more inclined to purchase um, a ticket. I got to learn how to put my phone on silent. Okay. I hope y'all can hear me. Okay. So, ticket sales. Um, so, definitely, you know, selling tickets. One thing that I look for... Um, or one platform that I use, excuse me, is Eventbrite to sell um, your ticket sales. Um, I think it's another platform called Ticket Leap. Um, you can actually use your website. So there are different platforms out there that you could sell your actual tickets. But Eventbrite is definitely a popular one that you can um, use to sell your tickets. And not only as far as the physical or tickets for people to physically attend, you can also offer virtual tickets. And this is definitely popular. So say if you have an event, you've been advertising and promoting and you have people out of state that's like, you know what, I really wish I can be there, but it's so far I don't have the fun to make it with all the travel. Or I really wish I can be there, but I have to work, you know, like they may stay in state. How You know, another a great option to remedy that is to offer virtual ticket sales so that they can have the replay. So for those that have to be at work, they can definitely watch the replay um, when they have the free time. And then those that are not able to physically attend, they can um, watch the, you know, the actual conference while at the conference of their home. And then... Um, the, I think the unique thing that you can have is if you actually have someone um, monitoring the social media um, option, the virtual option, excuse me, and if people are actually engaging, like if they ask questions, I think it's nice if you actually respond back to the people um, that's asking questions, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, um, so that they feel like they are in the room and taking a partaking just like everyone else. All right, so we got what two more um so the second to last i have is premier signage um and that's pretty much i don't know if you ever seen like a step and repeat so pretty much they roll out the red carpet and you have those banners on there people will pay to have their logo um on that banner especially if it's going to be in you know pretty much all the tick um all the pictures 
um, because it's all about, you know, branding. Um, if you have a very popular event, people perhaps want their brand, their logo to be associated with your event. So definitely a step or step and repeat or a premier signage. So it doesn't have to be something that large, but maybe a banner that's going to be tailored um, to the event so that the banner one positioning is key so you can have a banner that stands kind of behind the um, speaker so whenever they are speaking whether you having pictures or you're recording their logo is being stop their logo is being shown so therefore once again if someone's paying for their logo on a premier signage they want exposure so make sure you are putting the signage in a place that people are going to see it even if it's table um i think they're called table tents and so definitely that's where that um if you sit down on the table like folds over and the advertisement is on both sides so those are what we call table tents um so you're just pretty much you know putting their signage where you can definitely making sure they get the um recognition that they are looking for that they invested in all right, last but not least is your VIP um, experience. And so this is pretty much they get the um, entry into the event. And some of the options, VIP, maybe, you know, you sit closer to the speakers. You actually get um, early admissions, um, uh, extra, you know, book or program or something like that. Some, kind, some type of keepsake, like a shirt, um, pictures with the speakers. Um, maybe um, lunch or dinner, you know, um, one-on-one type deal. So whatever option um, or experience you can offer them to enhance. Let me make sure I say that. So whatever you can offer to enhance their experience attending your event, okay? So there are different options out there. And if you are just now tuning in, let me uh, reintroduce myself. My name is Ashley King. Welcome in. I think it's I-T-Y-N Dale Events. Welcome on in. My name is Ashley King, the AKA Get It Done Queen. I help people of faith tell their story by writing a book and maximize their reach through speaking and events. And like I said, all this week we are talking about how to create events based off of your book. I have published four books, and so my conference that I have is entitled Polish Your Crown, and just Saturday, so about three, four days ago, we had the second annual Polish Your Crown Women's Conference. The first year had about 20 women, this year had about 50, so as an author, I teach them, um, I teach authors how to create experiences for their readers, just not leaving it there as far as just pick up my book and read it. But how can you make it engaging? So yesterday, oh, lovely, 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 lovely to hear that. So yesterday as an event planner, I talked about um, as far as the authors that they can have, you know, conferences, which that's what I have is pretty much ideally conferences are where you kind of throw out ideas and you're exchanging information upon people. Um, and then symposiums are usually smaller um, one day type deals. Um, I know I call mine a conference, but pretty much I just call it like a mini conference because it was one day. But there are plenty of conferences that are last two to three days. Um, I talked about conference calls. 
Um, and so this is how you can relay a message to several people. Um, people kind of do, you know, like podcasts are very popular these days. So it's a great opportunity to kind of get your spill out there to interact with people and they can ask you questions without physically having to be someplace. Because I know nowadays, you know, virtual events are like all the popping. Like I have my meetings via Zoom. I don't have to get in my car to go meet a client. We can meet via Zoom. You can see me face-to-face. Um, we don't have to worry about gas, parking, or none of that. So virtual events are definitely um, things that are happening. Um, we talked about virtual book tours. So if you are an author and you are like perhaps launching um, a book or you want to rebrand a book, try to get some more notoriety. Yes, people love webinars. Um, if you're like doing your virtual book tours where you can, um, hook up with bloggers. So, um, you as an event planner, um, if you're having a client and it's, um, about weddings, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, so you could, uh, you know, perhaps relay or work with other wedding bloggers or, um, influencers that perhaps talk about lifestyle, things like that and kind of say, Hey, my client is having an event pertaining to weddings how to put on the best wedding whatever it is would you feature her on your blog and usually you would do this for like a week long you're going to reach out with different people so whether they are writing about you um physically you know well, excuse me not physically virtually interviewing you you want to build that momentum you want people to um I guess recognize or take notice of the event that's happening so definitely doing virtual if they're not book tours but virtual tours uh, with um, bloggers and influencers. Um, so those are some of the things that we talked about. And then, like I said, we talked about the expenses as well as the moolah, how to make money, how to monetize your events. So just to recap, the expenses. And if you definitely have, um, as an event planner, anything you want to you know, add to, you can. But um, the expenses, we talked about the venue, the decor, printing, the promoting, whether it's Facebook ads, um, flyers, rental items, you rent versus buy. Like I said, I decided to purchase my um, table covers because I have several events that I'm doing throughout the year. Just like when I help my authors launch their events, they can use my um, chair covers and my decor. Um, speaker fees, foods, drinks, photographer, videographer, all those type of things you need to definitely include in your expenses. And then how do you make the money, all right? We talk about sponsorship speakers to actually pay on your platform.